0: section three of birds and all nature volume four number one july eighteen ninety eight recorded for librivox by padma divakaruni the black wolf some of my little readers have probably heard about the small boy who thought it rare fun to frighten his friends by crying wolf wolf as though he were being pursued they lived in a wild part of the country where wolves were frequently seen but in time they grew used to johnny's little joke so that one day when he cried wolf wolf in frantic tones they paid no attention to him alas that day a wolf really did sneak out of the woods a hungry wolf and poor little johnny furnished him a very satisfactory meal there is a deep meaning attached to this fable which you had best ask your teacher to explain well the black wolf whose picture we present is a fierce-looking fellow indeed we have heard so many stories about wolves attacking travellers and their horses that we have thought them full of ferocity and courage when in fact they are the most cowardly of all our animals unless pressed by extreme hunger they never attack animals larger than themselves and then only in packs a cur-dog as a rule can drive the largest wolf on the plains lean gaunt and hungry-looking they are the essence of meanness and treachery their long bushy tails are carried straight out behind but when the animal is frightened he puts his tail between his legs Just like the common dog. There are men who make it a business to go wolf hunting in order to secure their pelts or hides. The bait they use is the carcass of some animal, elk, deer, or coon, which they impregnate with poison and leave in a place which will do the most good. In the morning, sometimes as many as fifty dead wolves will be found scattered about the carcass whose flesh they had so ravenously devoured a wolf skin is worth about one dollar and a half so that it pays a hunter very well to catch a number of these mean animals they are sometimes hunted on horseback with hounds but they can run with such speed when frightened that no ordinary dog can keep up with them among the pack are one or more greyhounds which bring the wolf to bay and allow the other dogs to come up At one time, the black wolf of America was considered by naturalists to be only a variety of the common wolf, but it is now believed to be a distinct species, not only by reason of the color of its fur, but from the differences of stature, the position of the eye, the peculiar bushiness of the hair, and other evidence entitling it to rank as a separate species. This variety is referred to as an inhabitant of Florida and is described as partaking of the general lupine character being fierce dangerous and at the same time cowardly and pusillanimous when they find themselves fairly enclosed if imprisoned in even a large space they crouch timidly in the corners and do not venture to attack man when he enters the cage audubon mentions a curious instance of this strange timidity in a ferocious nature of which he was an eye-witness a farmer had suffered greatly from wolves and determined to take revenge by means of pitfalls of which he had dug several within easy reach of his residence they were eight feet in depth and wider at the bottom than at the top into one of these traps three fine wolves had fallen two of them black and the other a brindled animal to the very great astonishment of mr audubon the farmer got into the pit pulled out the hind legs of the wolves as they lay trembling at the bottom and with his knife severed the chief tendon of the hind limbs so as to prevent their escape the skins of the captured animals were sufficiently valuable to reimburse the farmer for his labor and his previous losses the esquimaux use traps made of large blocks of ice constructed in the same manner as our ordinary mouse-trap with the drop-door the trap is made so narrow that the wolf cannot turn himself and when he is closed in by the treacherous door he is put to death by spears wood says that when wolves and dogs are domesticated in the same residence a mutual attachment will often spring up between them although they naturally bear the bitterest hatred to each other a mixed offspring is sometimes the result of this curious friendship and it is said that these half-bred animals are more powerful and courageous than the ordinary dog mr palliser possessed a fine animal of this kind the father of which was a white wolf and the mother an ordinary indian dog it is a well-known fact that the esquimaux are constantly in the habit of crossing their sledge-dogs with wolves in order to impart strength and stamina to the breed indeed they are so closely related to wolves that there can be no question that they are descended from them the wolf produces from three to nine young in a litter in january the mother wolf begins to prepare her habitation a task in which she is protected or assisted by her mate who has won her in a fair fight from his many rivals he attaches himself solely to one mate and never leaves her till the young wolves are able to shift for themselves the den in which the young cubs are born is warmly lined with fur which she pulls from her own body the cubs are born in march and remain under her protection seven or eight months they begin to eat animal food in four weeks after birth the wolf's whelp will at last a wolf become though from his birth he find with man a home arabian proverb end of section 3 this recording is in the public domain